the junk. It might not be extreme sin. It might just be junk. It might just be something that you're carrying that you were not meant to carry. You know, when Lazarus came out of the grave, he was wrapped in grave clothes. What grave clothes are we wearing every day? The woman at the well came to the well with a jar to fill her water in the middle of the day with no one around because she was carrying all this judgment and feelings from what, how others were judging her or expecting her to be or had outcast her. But when she met Jesus, what did she leave behind? The jar. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling The Quarantine Checkups, where I'm revisiting some of my friends from past episodes of Along the Way. This episode features Billy Jouse. Billy and her husband Dave were in Pittsburgh for several years, as Dave was one of the coaches for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I got to know Billy and Dave and really enjoyed their friendship. His contract ended and he's with a different team now, but I'm still going to keep in touch with them. If you're new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's see how Billy is doing. Well, Billy Jouse, it's good to see you again. Thanks so much for giving me some time to just say hi and uh, see how you and Dave are doing. I miss you guys that you're not in Pittsburgh anymore, but but baseball's not happening anyway, so I wouldn't. No. I don't think I'd see you. <laughs> no, thank you for having me back. I really um, love spending time with you, and I thank you for having me back with you. Absolutely. So how are you and Dave doing, number one, in the quarantine, but there's no baseball right now. That's, uh, that's what you do for the season. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, number one, we're doing great. I mean, we're really enjoying time together that we don't normally have. We have not spent this many days together at home in many years. So that's weird. David's not been home this time of year in many years. I can't even remember how many, probably nine or 10. Um, wow. So that's different. I think the the thing that how we're doing without baseball is number one, baseball is our family. That's who we're with, who we love on, who we experience life with. And I miss my girls. I miss the guys. I miss people. You know, one of the things I keep telling people is I meet, miss my gate guys at, at mm. PNC Park because that was the gate I went in every day. So just missing family, which David's not with the Pirates anymore. He's now with the Yankees. So we wouldn't actually be in Pittsburgh anyways. So it's a double mourning, you know, it's yeah. mourning the fact that we're not going to be in the same routine, but that a new routine's happening and we're not even getting to experience the new routine. Right. I mean, everybody's going to experience a new routine whenever yeah. baseball does come back, whatever that's going to look when. like. If and if when. And yeah. when. <laughs> yeah. So what role does Dave have with the Yankees now? David is a pro scout. He's a professional scout. So what he has with the Yankees is he oversees five major league baseball teams um, in scouting them for trades and acquisitions. So he's going in and looking at players and deciding, writing reports. He doesn't decide, but really writing reports and looking at how different players individually um, play the game and talents and all of that and what their value is in maybe trades and acquisitions for the Yankees. Yeah. That yeah. sounds interesting. And I, I know Dave has always enjoyed writing those reports and yes. uh, different things like that. He's basically always done that in some way, shape or form. And Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's just a matter of how those are applied. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, we're now in a season, though, where everybody's in this quarantine, and I'm thinking about your book, uh, uh, ma- Making Room. Making Room. <laughs> I know. I'm living it out. I yeah. mean, I, and I have lived it out since I wrote it. So Making Room, doing less so God can do more. Well, we've now been pushed into the doing less, right? Yeah. And one of the things I'm really praying for people, and it's funny because the book right now was like the Kindles on Kindle versions on sale for $1.99. And I'm like, people buy it because it's not just about taking stuff out of our life. It's really about how can we connect to God in a deeper way. Mm -hmm. And one of my biggest fears for me and for David is that we don't want this time to go by and miss out on what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives. Because even though we're not being able to um, be with people, and I've I've fought with this word, this is not social distancing, this is physical distancing, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm more social right now than I (laughs) am a lot of times that I'm home because I'm doing Zoom meetings every day, our small groups meeting on Zoom, where we're gathering with people online, writer friends are getting together to take an hour to write together and just all sorts of different things. But my book, it's like, wow, we, it really is, we're living it out in a different way. Our lives are not as busy anymore. So mm-hmm. what excuse do we have now? Right. To connect. Yeah. I think people have just used that whole thought of, I'm just too busy right now to get away from a lot of things. And mm. we don't have that excuse. Like no. I'll work on that project whenever I have time. Well, we have time now. We have time now. And it's funny that you say that because my next book that I'm working on right now is about what are those emotional barriers that keep hmm. us from connecting with God? Because even with my book, Making Room, Doing Less So God Can Do More, I, I really did get rid of a lot of the stuff in my life. I started prioritizing what was important and what wasn't. You know, what are the... When I, when I talk, I talk a lot about the big rocks versus the little rocks. You know, if we put the little rocks in a container first, and the little rocks are social media, TV, podcast. Sorry, but sometimes that's a filler too. <laughs> I have a podcast and I, you know, I understand. Oh, yeah. We can listen to podcasts with purpose, like this to learn, or we can listen just to fill up time, to take us away from the emotional connection of feeling and experiencing and coping. And those big rocks are Jesus, our, our spouse, our family, our kids, whatever those big rocks are, the priorities in your life. And if you put those little rocks in first, those big rocks aren't going to fit in. So first you need to put in the big rocks and then fill it up with the little rocks. You can still do that stuff, but not first prioritize what's important first. So the thing that I started seeing was a lot of women were saying, man, I'm getting rid of a lot of junk in my life but I'm still not connecting on that deep level with Christ. What is Mm. wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. We just have to look at, and I hate to say, I got a lot wrong with me. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) There's a lot wrong with me, but we have to look at what are those emotional barriers, those tethered toxins. What are the toxins that we're allowing to gather in our spirit to take up that place to build those walls to keep God out. And those are the things now that I think I'm having to dig into even more Mm -hmm. is what is it? Is it fear of failure? Well, if I get closer to God and I'm not perfect, is he still going to accept me? Is it the baggage of our past? 
well, uh, what if God realizes that I have this sin in my life? What if it's exposed if I get too close to God? Well, isn't that the point that we want to become more Christ-like every day? Yeah. Don't we want to clean out those things in our lives? The junk. It might not be extreme sin. It might just be junk. It yeah. might just be something that you're carrying that you were not meant to carry. You know, when Lazarus came out of the grave, he was wrapped in grave clothes. What grave clothes are we wearing every day? That's good, Billy. That's the woman good. at the well came to the well with a jar to fill her water in the middle of the day with no one around because she was carrying all this judgment and feelings from what, how others were judging her or expecting her to be or had outcast her. But when she met Jesus, what did she leave behind? She the jar, the yeah. jug. She left it behind. The one source for what she needed every day, she left behind because she was filled with living water, with Jesus. Yeah. So what is it that we're carrying with us, that we're holding on to, that we're wrapped in, that we need to get rid of to move on in a deeper relationship with Christ and to live life to the fullest, a fulfilled life with peace, with mm -hmm. that peace of mind that we so desperately want. I like it. I think that's going to be a great book. Pray for me. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, when you start writing about stuff like that, you got to be honest about what's going right. on in you, you know, yeah. and, and the Lord does reveal more and more. And you're like, all right, God, I'm done. I, I yeah. don't, I don't want to think about that anymore. Let me move on. And he's like, no, let, let's dig deeper. So yeah, that's where we are right now. So yeah, it's just moving into that place of what are we carrying around with us that we need to let go of. So is that what God's been speaking to you personally during this time? Oh my gosh, even more so. You know, when you get into writing about something, you better be ready because the Lord's going to work on you in a deep way. And I think during this time, it's given me more time to really delve into, all right, I've gotten rid of the excess or I'm placing more excess in my life mm -hmm. because we're at home. So what do we want to do? We want to clean out the garage. We want to clean out the closet. We want to, and we've done a lot of that. We want to watch Netflix. And if you need some Netflix series, let me know. Cause we've wasted a lot of time on that too. <laughs> but am I taking time? Not all my time. I'm, I'm not going to be a monk. I'm not going to be in, you know, cloistered in reading the Bible every day, all day, never moving. I am doing other things, but Am I being purposeful in those big rocks of filling mm -hmm. my time first with the word and moving forward in that? David and I have actually been able to sit down and have a daily devotion together almost at the same time every day and discuss it in some mm -hmm. deep, meaningful conversations without judging each other or expecting each other to respond in a certain way. We both really expressed our hearts in where we are and where we want to be with the Lord. So I feel like the Lord's really teaching us during this, that that's, you know, be still and know that I am God is huge. And that's a scripture we hear all the time, right? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Has a little bit of a different meaning right now, doesn't it? It really does. Because we're it sitting really still, you know, I've been out of the house to like driving out of the house maybe four times, three times to the grocery store. And one time Dave and I put, we have a convertible. We put the top down. We live in Florida and we just drove and it was so freeing, mm -hmm. but just sitting 
still and listening to what God wants to do in our lives that then out of the overflow can be done in others, you know, out towards others to help others. So yeah, the Lord's really teaching us a lot. It's a, sometimes it's sandpaper and sometimes it's water, you know, but <laughs> yeah. the sandpaper times are grinding. <laughs> They're grinding they definitely that. are. They definitely are. So. I kind of feel like this time, you know, we've been put in timeout. And yeah. <laughs> I hope that, uh, you know, when God lets us out of this time out, that we're going to be able to do what he's called us to do. I do. Let me just add one thing about the time out. It's funny how roles have changed okay. in this time, because about two weeks in, Dave and I had gone to the pool, out, sitting out by the pool, and we forgot to bring our phones outside with us. And about an hour and a half, two hours later, we come in and we've got 12 phone calls, four messages, six text messages, all this stuff from our kids. Uh huh. Before I could answer anyone, the phone rings again. It's my oldest. And he's like, mom, where are you? I told you to stay home. Did you go outside the house? And all of a sudden I felt like I'm being chastised. I feel like a teenager. And so I didn't respond. I just sat listening and he goes, are you even listening to me? And I said, you know what, Dia? I was waiting for you to send me to my room. So, yeah, yeah, I was listening, but I was just waiting for the command of, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. I'm sure you guys are keeping your phones with you uh, more now. We're trying, just, but it just, was quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So where do you see hope for the future? Where do you see hope for moving forward? Oh, my gosh, so much hope. One of the things I am extremely hopeful for is people seeing the need of God in their lives. That's like the first and foremost. Uh, I think people are really starting to see the need for God in their lives. And then the next thing I'm even, I mean, there's just this huge hope for the future of the kids of this world. Mm -hmm. The younger kids, the, you know, the poor seniors uh, in college and in high school that are missing out on graduation. I feel like the Lord is raising them up for another time as this. Mm -hmm. These are going to be some amazing leaders, and these are going to be some amazing empathetic ownership of our future. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're being really refined in places that we never were as being in our 50s and 60s now, David and I, at that age, we were, you know, we had different lives than they had. We were working more. We were, we, not everybody went to school in our age group, you know, to college in our age group. And I'm just seeing that this, there's going to be a lot more um, responsibility to what they're being given in life and empathy coming out of it. I'm praying that people just are more kind. I, Mm. I think there's a hopefulness for kindness in our society like it's never been. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm glad I could take some time to check up on you and see how you and Dave are doing. I'm definitely going to miss you guys being at PNC Park all the time, but whenever you're in town, just got to let me know and I'll catch a game Don't with you or worry. something. You know me well enough and after this, not being around people, I'm gathering my people after this is over. So if David has to go and scout in Pittsburgh, which may not be this year, maybe yeah. next year, then I'm getting my people together. Don't you worry. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, John. Appreciate you too, Billy. God bless. I always enjoy whenever I get to spend some time with Billy, whether it's in person watching a baseball game or over a Zoom call like we just did. But I appreciate her practical look at life and how God is meeting her along her way. If you want to hear Billy's full episode of Along the Way, 
I'll be providing a link for that in the show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great Charisma Podcast Network shows at cpnshows.com. Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey. And may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.